Welcome to Baba Education Institute. My name is Reverend Henry Kelly. Today, we will continue in the book of Revelations, and I will be reading from Revelations chapter 9, verses 1 through 21, and the title on this section is The Fifth Angel. The Fifth Angel. And before we get started, I always like to give you what the Bible is um, as an uh, apologetics, defending the Bible. And um, as I said before, I've got this from Dr. Vody Bauckham, which you can find it on YouTube and also go to his um, or just go to the search engine and put in Dr. Vody Bauckham. And it'll, I'll bring up a lot. And also you can put uh, Vody Bauckham Ministries and it'll bring that up too. Great teacher and all. Uh, but this is where I got this from, and it uh, gives you the facts of the Bible, why we can why we can believe and trust the Bible that it's real. All right, the Bible, a reliable collection of historical documents written by eyewitnesses during the lifetime of other eyewitnesses, 40 authors, 66 volumes of books, a span of 1,500 years, in three continents, Asia, Africa, and Europe, written in three languages, Mainly Hebrew and Greek, a little in Aramaic. Hundreds of subjects and topics. All right. So, okay, let's let's begin. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to read this section, which is uh, um, 21 verses. One is Revelation chapter 9, uh, verses 1 through 21. And again, you can find Revelations. It's the last, uh, the last book in the Bible, in the New Testament. And I'll be reading out of the NIV, the New International Version, just to make it easy to understand. Okay. And then after I read this small section, then I will read from you uh, Matthew Henry's concise comment, commentary of the whole Bible. Okay, and it explains because it's symbolism, like. It's like what it really stands for, so that we have the right context. If you just read it without knowing the symbolism of it and what it means, that's going to give you a whole nother uh, thought process that's going to be incorrect or wrong. Okay, so let's begin at Revelation chapter 9, starting at verse 1. The fifth angel sounded his trumpet, and I saw a star that had fallen from the sky up to the earth. The star was given the key to the the shaft of the abyss. Verse 2. When he opened the abyss, smoke rose from it like the smoke from a gigantic furnace. The sun and the sky were darkened by the smoke from the abyss. Verse 3. And out of the smoke, locusts came down on the earth and were given Power like the, that of the scorpions on the earth was for they were told not to harm the grass of the earth or any plant or tree, but only those people who did not have the seal of God on their foreheads. Verse 5, they were not allowed to kill them, but only to torture them for five months. And the agony they suffered was like that of the sting of a scorpion when it strikes. Verse 6, during those days, people will seek death, but will not find it. They will long to die, but death will elude them. Verse 7, the locusts look like horses prepared for battle. On their heads, they wore 
something like crowns of gold, and their faces resemble human faces. Verse 8, their hair was like women's hair, and their teeth were like lion's teeth. Verse 9, they had breastplates like breastplates of iron, and the sound of their wings was like the thunderings of many horses and chariots rushing into battle. Verse 10, they had tails with stingers like scorpions, and in their tails they had power to torment people for five months. 11, verse 11, they had as king over them the angel of the abyss, whose name is in Hebrew is Abaddon, and in the Greek is Apollyon, that is destroyer. Verse 12, the first woe is past, two other woes are yet to come. Verse 13, the, the sixth angel sounded his trumpet, and I heard a voice coming from the four horns of the golden altar that is before God. Verse 14, it it said to the sixth angel who had the trumpet, Release the four angels who are bound at the great river Euphrates. Verse 15, And the four angels who had been kept for this very hour and the day and month and year were released to kill a third of mankind. Verse 16, The number of the mounted troops was twice, 10,000 times 10,000. I heard their number. Verse 17, The horses and riders I saw in my vision looked like this. Their breastplates were fiery red, dark blue, and yellow as sulfur. The heads of the horses resembled the heads of lions, and out of their mouth came fire, smoke, and sulfur. Verse 18, a third of mankind was killed by three plagues of fire, smoke, and sulfur that came out of their mouths. Verse 19, the power of the horses was in their mouth, and their tails uh, for their tails were like snakes, having heads with which they inflict injury. Verse 20, the rest of mankind who were killed, uh, who were not killed by these plagues, still did not repent of the work of their hands. They did not stop worshiping demons and idols of gold, silver, bronze, stone, and wood, idols that cannot see or hear or walk. Verse 21, this last verse, nor did they repent of their murders, their magic arts or their sexual immort immortality or their fruits, or excuse me, or their thefts. Okay. Okay, now I'm going to read out of the Matthew Henry's Concise Commentary of the Whole Bible at chapter 9 so we can find out exactly what is really what that really means, okay? Okay, here we go. I'll be reading chapter 9, verses 1 through 12. Upon sounding the fifth trumpet, a star fell from heaven to the earth, having ceased to be minister of Christ, he who is represented by this star becomes the minister of the devil, and lets loose the power of hell against the churches of Christ. On the opening of the bottomless pit, there arose a great smoke. The devil carries on his designs by blinding the eyes of men, by putting out light and knowledge and promoting ignorance and error, which is what we can see right now. So nothing has changed much. Okay, let's continue. Out of the smoke, there came a swarm of locusts. Emblems of the devil's agents who promote superstition, idolatry, idolatry, error, and cruelty. The trees and the grass, the true believers, 
whether young or more advanced, should be untouched. But a secret poison and infection in the soul should rob many others of purity and afterwards of peace. The locusts had no power to hurt those who had the seal of God. God's all-powerful, distinguishing the grace, will keep his people from total and, and final apostasy. The power is limited to a short season, but it would be very short. In such events, the faithful share the common calamity, but from the pestilence of error they might, they might and would be safe. We may gather from Scripture that such errors were to try and prove the Christians, 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 19, and early writers plainly refer this to the first great host of corruptors who overspread the Christian church. Uh, chapter 9, verses 13 to 21. So that's the last of it here, this section. The sixth angel sounded, and here the power of the Turks seem, seems the subject. Their time is limited. They, they not only slew in war, but brought a poisonous and ruinous religion. The anti-Christian generation repented not under these dreadful judgments. From this sixth trumpet, learned that God can make one enemy of the church a scourge and a plague to another. The idolatry in, in the remains of the Eastern Church and elsewhere and the sins of professed Christians render this prophecy and this fulfillment more wonderful. And the attentive reader of Scripture and history may find his faith and hope strengthened by events, which in other respects fill his heart with anguish and his eyes with tears, while he sees the men who escape these plagues repent not, of their evil works, but go on with idolatries, wickedness, and cruelty till wrath comes upon them to the uttermost. So that's what that section really means. You know, and the, the strange part of it is, which is sad, but you have people going to theology schools and, or supposedly Christian training schools, Bible colleges, seminaries, whatever, who are learning uh who are learning the opposite is like they're just reading it and think that this is going to happen in the future and everything for stuff that that were happening that was happening uh, 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 during the time that uh, uh, John wrote this from the revelation of God Christ you know but it was also a an encouragement to the church at that time who, who, who was going through great Tribulation, remember, tribulation means what? Trouble. That's all it means. Tribulation means trouble. You know, problems, issues, whatever, you know, which every generation has has that. And then when you hear about the last days, we've been in the last days since Christ went up to heaven and, and he gave us the Holy Spirit. We've been in the last days. See, that's what's going on. When you don't, when you don't have the right context of, of a story, then you end up with a whole other story that makes no sense and that doesn't work. Is Christ coming back to reign on earth? Of course he is, but he's already here now uh, through, the, through the Holy Spirit. I'm here. The power of God's already here. Uh, Christ has already conquered everything. There's nothing else to conquer. And, and, and But it does talk about, which, which we'll get to later as we progress in Revelations, you know, I'll continue in it. Then you'll see that part of it, but the main part of all the suffering and stuff is what those who are Christian believers 
of the suffering. Like sufferings has never stopped for Christians around the world. People are being persecuted. We have been very fortunate in America since the founding of America and then the creating of the United States and stuff, um, which, of course, everybody knows was, you know, ratified everything 1776, started beforehand. But but also America uh, was here, like, since the pilgrims came. So we're talking about, what, 1600s and all. And they were, they were under English rule during that time. And then we broke free from them because the British at that time were being tyrannical to the Americans. And well, they treated them like with no rights, even though they were subjects of the king that had rights. But, but uh, because we were, uh, America was a good distance from England, they, you know, pretty much they treated them differently, you know. And so that's why the Revolutionary War came up, uh, came upon us back then, so we can we could break free of the tyrannical government that was England at the time. So. I find this stuff to be fascinating and it's just, you know, I love learning properly. That's why I always say, oh, you need to learn hermeneutics, which you can find by uh, Dr. Walter Martin on YouTube. Just put in a, a Bible hermeneutics and just put it in there with Dr. Walter Martin. It'll pull it right up and you can learn it. He teaches it very simply. It's not, it's not difficult. And you can find, you know, find it online. You can buy books on hermeneutics or whatever, you know. But the simplest way to begin with would be with Dr. Walter Martin um, on YouTube and just put in hermeneutics, Bible hermeneutics. Because it's very important to know that. And also it's, it's important to know church history. Like, you know, the old, um, the Old Testament and the New Testament history, but especially if you want to learn what Revelation is, uh, we really, really learn. Uh, um, you need to learn what the New Testament church history was, and what all the like, and what it had, like what the scripture meant from the New Testament. Also, I mean, we need to learn the Old Testament also, but. Like if you're just starting off, just start with the New Testament first. But you need to, learn, uh, to know that, and it's good to get books on um, uh, the Hebrew and Hebrew and Greek. You know, and also to know to learn to get a, a dictionary on, you know, like a biblical Hebrew and Greek. So that way you can look up words where you can understand it and figure it out, and then you have. There's a lot of study Bibles that have like Hebrew and Greek with it. There's one called the Hebrew and Greek Key Study Bible. That's a good Bible to have because it, it actually has it in the back of it. And while you're reading, it has certain uh, Hebrew or Greek words or Aramaic, whatever. So it's good to know that. So that way you get the whole context of what's happening instead of getting like listening to these other folks that have been to these um, have been to these universities or whatever seminaries and have been taught. Incorrectly, I don't care if they have a doctorate or what. It's still, it's incorrect. Not all of them. There's a, there's not many. It might be one, maybe two now that actually, um, who teaches correctly, but and people call this reformed or whatever, but it's not. It's, it's the accurate Bible, like in how to read the Bible, 
so in, in the original and this the way we're we're learning it now was how it was taught in America for all these years and around the world during that time but it was in the 1800s mid 1800s when this new theology started coming in in fact you had that coming in and then you had the the Mormon with Joseph Smith come in and then you also had uh, Jehovah Witness the guy that created that you know these false things came in but this thing about where you know there's going to be secret raptures and all this stuff that's show me in the Bible where that is because it's it, it's not there and when you read the, there's a section there I don't remember where it's found but it's there and you can probably find it in Matthew you know Matthew, Mark and Luke but it should be around maybe chapters 23 through 26 where it talks about one person will be one person will be left, one person will be will be gone, or whatever what I was talking about during that time. Like cause it also says to when you see these days approaching, run to the mountains, right? Well that doesn't make sense to us here in the future if it's in the future, right? But then it was talking about, you know, running to the hill, you know, getting away because the Romans came to destroy and sack Jerusalem. Uh, because the Jewish people there and the religious leaders had rejected Christ. And that was 70 AD. And, uh, but anyways, and, and there when, when Jesus was speaking, he also said, when he was talking to them there about what was coming, that Jerusalem was going to be destroyed and all these things were going to happen, all these things was going to happen that he told about in uh, Matthew 24 and 25 and all. And also you can find the same thing in Mark and Luke. But he said, um, he said to the ones there, and, and some of you I, I, I will not die before this happens. So that means they're going to be there for that time. So it, it couldn't be the future that we live in now. It, it makes no sense. That's why context is everything. Correct context. Like these guys, like Matthew Henry, Matthew Henry's, a concise commentary with Matthew Henry, he wrote this in like the 1700s, you know? So, because this was the norm, and he just put it in book form, you know? And then also you can go and get uh, the complete works of Flavius Josephus, or, or just Josephus, which I think is uh, J-O-S-E-P-H-U-S, I think. Josephus, Fla Flavius, and Flavius is a... F-L-A-V-I-U-S, I think. Um, but if you get that, he was a a Jewish and military historian during that time of when all this happened, you know, around from 70 AD, like around that time period, he was right there, and he described what happened and why they called the tribulation and everything during that time because it was so bad. The persecution was so bad when the Romans came, they just slaughtered and murdered everything. You know, because they burnt Jerusalem and they took the stones and burned it and they just destroyed it all the way to the ground. You know, because that was a sign that that, that, um, the old covenant had went away and the new covenant had come. But even to this day, the Jewish people have rejected because when they had, a, um, When Jesus was standing before Pilate and they had 
the other prisoner who was a murderer um, stand there and and he asked the Jewish people there, which do you want? Jesus, you know, and he said the king of the Jews or this other guy, uh, which I can't think of offhand. Um, but anyways, so and then the people, the religious leaders got the people to say, we want the other guy, not Jesus. And then he said, well, let Christ's blood be on our hand, on our heads and our children's, you know, it's like children and children's children in the future. And that's exactly what's happening. So that's why they've had a lot of turmoil and trouble because they rejected Christ when he came, the Son of God, and he came to, to set him free, but not the way they thought. They thought that whoever's coming will set him free from the Romans during that time or whatever. But no, he came spiritually to set us free. And then, you know, to have the good news of now you can come through him, you don't have to do all the... Um, Sacrificing of animals and all this stuff, which they haven't done since then, you know. So if they're still living by the Old Testament, then how do you? Then how does that come about? If you had to sacrifice animals and you, they haven't done it since that time. So, but then we see now we come through Christ by through faith, believing and repenting. You don't have to do all that now because Christ, He paid the one time, uh, He paid the one time sin payment uh, because we couldn't do it. Okay, so anyways. So now we finish that. Let me read some scriptures. Revelation chapter 20, verse 8. ESV, English Standard Version. But as for the cowardly, the faithless, the detestable, as for murderers, sexual, sexually immoral, sorcerers, idolaters, and all liars, their portion will be in the lake that burns with fire and sulfur, which is the second death. Ephesians chapter 111, the NIV. In him we were also chosen, having been predestined according to the plan of him who works out everything in conformity with the purpose of his will. Romans chapter 6, verse 23, ESV. For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life. In Christ Jesus our Lord. John chapter 14, verse 6, King James Version. Jesus saith unto him, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh to the Father but by me. Hmm. Let me give you some um, salvation scriptures. Romans chapter 10, verses 9 through 10, King James Version. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and believe in thy heart that God is raised from the dead, and shalt be saved, for the heart may believe some of the righteousness, with the mouth confess me salvation. Made unto salvation. Romans chapter 10, verse 13, King James Version. It's for whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord to be saved. Romans chapter 10, verse 17, King James Version. So then faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. And that's exactly why, you know, all these different ministries do that. And that's why we do that. You know, so you can hear the word of God and understand it. You know, the model for Bible Education Institute is making the Bible simple to understand. Okay, so... Let me tell you why we need Christ. Why we need Christ. It's kind of like you go to a doctor and he gives you the disease first so he can give you the cure and you take it serious. Okay. Um, have you ever lied? Uh, we've all lied. That's, 
that's the ninth commandment. You shall not bear false witnesses lying. We've all lied. Little lie, light lie, whatever. We're all lying. That's one. And all you need is one to break one. And it don't matter how old you were either from the time you were a child and you knew right from wrong and everything. And you're, you're saying, you know, like and you, you lie or you stole something or you take whatever. You're guilty right then and there. Yeah. You know, because remember, God's standards are so high and ours are so low. Um, have you ever stolen anything? It don't matter how much it's worth. It could be a paperclip, a pen, you didn't bring it back, or whatever. It don't matter. Or you borrowed something, didn't bring it back. Um, it's called stealing. And that's the, the, the Eighth Commandment, which is you shall not steal. What do you call someone who steals? A thief. You shall not murder. According to Jesus, if you hate somebody in your heart, you've already murdered him in your heart. So, and that's three. So that means with these three, that would make you a lying murderer who steals, who's the thief. You know, and that's only three that we've looked at. That's why we need Christ, because we're all guilty, every one of us. We can't go to heaven on our own merits because it, we never... We never can make it. God's standards are too high, and ours are way too low. We're good with everything we do, but God is not. You got to. That's why it says you got to go His way through Christ. So He paid the debt. So now, all we have to do now is come to Christ humbly as a child, come with a sorrowful, contrite heart, repent of our sins, ask God for forgiveness, and then put the trust you had in yourself and transfer it to Christ alone. It's just that simple. And then from this point on. Start reading the Bible daily without failing and start doing what he says. Find a good Bible-believing, teaching church. You can learn how to serve Christ and grow and also learn more about Christ and start reading and studying. And there's good schools out there. Well, some good schools tonight you can read on your own and study, you know. So, so that's why we need Christ and how to. So I gave you why we're guilty and now what the answer was for our guilt. Remember, Jesus did something on the cross that's important. When he died on the cross for our sins, he said it's one thing for he died, which he gave up to go. So he died himself. They didn't kill him. He just gave it up. But he said, it is finished. So what that meant was that the debt penalty for us was paid in full by what he did for us because he was perfect in every way. He never sinned. Okay, let me give you some resources. Um... These guys are really good to learn from. Uh, Dr. Vodi Bakum, you can find him on YouTube and just put his name in the search engine and pull it up, or ministries. Uh, Dr. R.C. Sproul, we're Ligonier Ministries, you can find him on YouTube. And, um, and all these guys you can find on YouTube and their websites. Living Waters with Ray Comfort, livingwaters.com. Answers in Genesis with Ken Ham, AnswersGenesis.org. Wellbuilders with David Barton, and he teaches uh, Christian American history and other things. He also got a radio show called Wellbuilders. And all these, remember, you can find them on YouTube. Dr. Walter Martin, DrWalterMartin.org. Um, Pastor Jeff Durbin with Apologia Studios. And that's ApologiaStudios.com and he's also on YouTube and you can listen to him on audio with the Apple Podcast and uh, Dr. Greg Bonson who is a great Bible professor you know he's died and his family had all of his audio recording teachings and everything so they donated it uh, to Apologia Studios with Pastor Jeff Durbin and they remastered it and now you can literally go to his website 
ApologiaStudios.com, A-P-O-L-O-G-I-A-S-T-U-D-I-O-S.com, and put in the search engine in the website there, and put in either Dr. Greg Bonson or Bonson U, or just Greg Bonson, it'll pull it up, and you can literally get a free seminary education. And it's very good. I listen to them, too. If you want to correspond with us, uh, the email is BibleEducationInstitute at gmail.com, all lowercase. Uh, we, we have a website, but it's not working correctly right now, so I'm looking to get a new one. But right now, you can just use the email or just go on our YouTube, YouTube and Rumble, and also all the podcasts I'm about to give you. And if you want to find us, you can find us on um, Bible Education Institute with Reverend Henry Kelly or just Bible Education Institute on YouTube, Rumble, uh, HeliumRadio.com, Helium Radio Network. Here's all, and that's, uh, those are um, the audio podcast platforms. Stitcher, Spotify, Apple. I think they did away with Stitcher, I believe. So Spotify, Apple, Amazon, Amazon Music, Overcast, Chrome, D-Potter, Firefox, Safari, iTunes, Audible, Alexa, Google, Podbean, Internet Explorer, Podcast Addict, and others. And then there's also Listen Notes, Luminary Podcast, and Player FM. And again, the uh, let me go back over these good teachers, Dr. R.C. Sproul. All these can be found on YouTube. And he's with Ligonier Ministries, Dr. Vody Bacham, Doug Wilson, Gary DeMar, Pastor Jeff Durbin with Apology of Studios, Pastor Joe Webbin with Right Response Ministries, Dr. James White on YouTube and Apology of Studios, and of course, Dr. Vody Bacham. Really, 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 really good guys. So till the next hour, remember, read your Bible daily without fail. Do what it says. <laughs>